Sometimes leadership has to do some messy things, but what does it look like when you're doing it in a healthy way? Today, we're going to talk about that on The Midweek Move. Hello and welcome to Mimic Move, podcast extension of The Healing Place, the podcast where we examine scriptures line by line, verse by verse, and ask ourselves what is happening here. Today, ladies and gentlemen, joined by our lead pastor here at The Healing Place, Pastor Scott, to wrap up the the final book of the Johannian Epistles. There it is again. <laughs> hey, by the way, I didn't say this on the last one, but thank you guys for allowing me to wear shorts. <laughs> Appreciate that so very much. Oh my goodness. It's a freeing place here. Uh, <laughs> Oh my goodness! So last week we uh, we start off with Third John, and John was dealing with um, some exhortation. He's encouraging a gentleman, um, and now that he's kind of built up his faith in this, he's like, "I need to draw attention to something specific, and I'm going to have to unfortunately call out some stuff, give you an example." And we're going to dive into that and kind of talk about some appropriate ways of doing this type of stuff in a modern era. Uh, let's jump into it, Pastor. Okay, are we going to do 9 or 9, 10? Uh, let's do uh, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. All right. So verse 9, 3 John, I wrote to the church, but Diotrephes, who loves to have the preeminence among them, this is so key, mm. who loves to have the preeminence among them, does not receive us. Therefore, if I come, I will call to mind his deeds, which he does prating against us with malicious words, and not content with that, he himself does not receive the brethren and forbids those who wish to, putting them out of the church. Mm. So here we have a rather sensitive situation. John has written a previous letter. We don't know. We don't have a copy of that. We don't know where it's at. Uh, some uh, scholars believe suggest that probably, possibly Diotrephes has actually destroyed the letter. And then on top of that, had put a ban on supporting the missionaries sent by John yeah. to that region. That would line up amongst most commentaries. Yeah. And uh, so this is a pretty interesting situation uh, taking place here. Um, and it's a, it's a delicate situation John's having to do it. He, now, I find it interesting. He's not calling the man a heretic. No. John's not afraid to call a person a heretic. That's right. But he is calling out an error taking place. Mm -hmm. There is a problem. And so... He's saying this is a man that he knows that seems to have good doctrine, but he's doing something inappropriate. And it wraps around this vocabulary word of the preeminence. What does that mean, Pastor? And why is it so dangerous that this leader has this mentality? Preeminence means the highest place, uh, first, superiority, and mm -hmm. superior. Uh, Colossians, Paul uses it in reference to Jesus, that mm -hmm. Jesus is to have the preeminence. Mm. He is the preeminent one. And mm. that's the way that Paul used the language because in the church at Colossae, there had been some things that were happening, some, some Eastern mysticism, some Jewish mysticism, uh, some different things all melded together. And then Jesus was sprinkled in there. Mm. So a little Jesus pixie dust thrown in there. Mm -hmm. And basically... Paul was saying that Jesus is prominent. He's in there, mm -hmm. but he's not preeminent. He's not the highest place. Right. He's not been given the highest place, mm -hmm. and which even lends itself to the, the Old Testament of the highest praise, that, mm. that place of highest praise. And so 
the fact that John uses this word is really interesting that one of the things that Diatrophes was doing was he was elevating himself, mm. not just among them, but above them. And so we, we're not sure if this means that he was having people follow him and it was like a cult-like behavior, or mm. it was just ego-driven mm-hmm. of putting himself into a preeminent place right. of posturing. Um, but it really is interesting that John uses that word preeminence because that does take it to a whole other level. This mm-hmm. isn't just uh, this isn't just uh, um, um, this isn't this isn't just a uh, mistake. This is a concerted effort mm. to elevate himself, mm-hmm. and we're not quite sure if it's above the teachings of Jesus even or not. But mm-hmm. again, John doesn't necessarily use the word heresy here, but right. he does use that word preeminence, which does put off some alarms mm-hmm. in our in our hearts and in our minds of saying, no, this wasn't just a guy that was blowing it. This right. is a guy that his pride and his ego had allowed himself to put himself above everyone else. Yeah. I'm inclined to believe that it, I don't think it was necessarily a doctrinal thing because I feel like that John would have called it out because he has in the past called out leaders mm-hmm. from doing that. But it is a matter of like he's losing the plot of we're in this together. We are walking together to serve uh, our King, our Lord, and we are walking together to change the world. And so what he's done is it seems like he has said, I'm more important than these missionaries, even though the elder, the apostle, has said to do something, I'm taking priority here, uh, which is a haughty thing. We don't, we, we can't do that. And this is not the same, like, as a church, you have the right to go as our lead pastor. We're not going to do that. But we also know you that you go, you're going to pray through some things. Mm-hmm. You're going to make sure things are done appropriately. Mm-hmm. If it's the Lord, we're going to handle it. And you, we know that if leadership comes in, your, your leaders, the people who, who are over you, who have walked you through some stuff, they go, hey, Scott, there's something coming on. You're going to make sure things happen in an appropriate manner mm-hmm. for the good of the house. We get the impression this guy was not. No, and he didn't even he didn't it doesn't appear that he even had wise counsel. Right. Or that he didn't allow it around him. And the fact that he's not just doing that, but he is also kicking against John and the other elder leaders, mm-hmm. not just saying we're not going to do that, but malicious words, mm-hmm. which that word malicious there is accusatory. Mm. So it seems as if he's even coming back and 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 bringing accusation against John and the other leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, again, it wasn't just with words. And it says, not content with that, he went even beyond that. Mm-hmm. And he himself does not receive the brethren. So he doesn't even receive any counsel, any mm-hmm. leadership, any correction. Mm-hmm. He doesn't receive the brethren and forbids those who wish to putting them out of the church. And so... This guy's really gone the extra mile to, again, mm-hmm. elevate himself, and it looks like he's isolating himself as the quote-unquote leader. Mm-hmm. And, and again, he's not, ha- he, he's not allowing himself to have any accountability with leadership, right. zero accountability, no one telling him what to do, uh, and accusing those who would want to right, or well, who had the authority to. This word pratting, from what I understand, it, it, it's, uh, it's kind of saying nonsensical. This man is, is bringing... He's making things. He's making arguments against John and the leadership 
that don't make sense. Right. They're exaggerated. He's not saying he's lying about it, but he's exaggerating what's taking place. And it's a, it's a malicious attack against... But now you are sanitizing it just a little bit. You're yeah. giving diatrophies. <laughs> you're giving him a lot of grace because the next verse is going gonna, is gonna right. to use a word that is pretty heavy. It is. And although John may not be saying he's a heretic, he is saying that what he is doing is wrong. Goes beyond <laughs> wrong to a different place. Right. He does. Uh, but I want to ask you this quick question before we get into that, though. Uh, well, actually, no. Let me ask you this question after. Let's read 11, 12, and then I want to ask you this question. Okay. So, beloved, do not imitate what is evil. Mm. So here he's he is saying that the actions of this individual are evil. Mm-hmm. And he he's not removing the label of leader from him, but he is saying that this person is leading you to evil. Do not imitate it. Right. He's using the same terminology that Paul would say, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Right. It's the same terminology all the apostles mm-hmm. and disciples had that language. It was almost a tribal language. Right. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. Follow me as I follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he says, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. He who does good is of God, but he who does evil has not even seen God. Mm. Demetrius has a good testimony from all and from the truth itself. And we also bear witness, and you know that our testimony is true. So he is not just pointing out someone who's leading them astray, but he's pointing out someone among them who has high character and a good testimony and who is doing good for the Lord for his namesake. And Diatrophes is doing evil exactly for his own namesake. Right. So with the situation, and he and, and Diatri, uh, Demetrius, he's probably another missionary. And John's like, I'm sending this guy to you. I need. Your, he's a good man. He is a man of of the of good report. But do not imitate what you've seen taking place already. Um. Here and today in 2023. What is the appropriate way of handling that where where you're a leader and you're having to handle a situation where somebody is, they've lost their mind, if you will. They've done something inappropriate. They've taken it the wrong way. How do you, because this, in 2023, this type of thing, man, you canceled, the, the, the church is shutting down, that leader's canceled, you know, you better wipe off the website, all that kind of stuff. How do you navigate that and appropriately bring correction to a situation that needs to be done? Well, number one, it's difficult. Yeah. It really is. And any leader in the kingdom of God that doesn't feel it, they're not a leader in the kingdom of God. Mm. Um, the fact that some people can go into rooms and deal with these things emotionless and 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 uh not feel it and not be uh and not be uh not feel sorrow. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is, um, I've seen that side of it. And that is as grievous to me as the ones who have done evil in the sight of the Lord, Mm -hmm. who had been positioned as a leader in the kingdom of God. Sometimes the the sterile, emotionless response of those who have titles, sometimes that's more grievous to me than the actual action. Mm. Um, Because there has to be a level of, of... sorrow for the sinfulness of humanity. Mm-hmm. There has to be a level of sorrow for those who are weeping that are in that situation. Mm-hmm. Weep with those who weep. Mourn with those who mourn. Right. There is a time for celebration and dancing, but there's also a time to mourn mm-hmm. and to weep. 
And if you don't take that, I, I don't know that you can have the character and integrity to help lead through something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know me, and you've known me for a long time, and I've been in a lot of really hard rooms and and dealt with a lot of really rough things outside of this place and inside of this place. Some heavy things that um, at times have made it hard to breathe, mm. <laughs> not just spiritually and not just emotionally, but physically mm-hmm. made it hard to breathe, uh, wanting not to do it, wanting not to have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. wanting not to be in the room. I don't want to be in the room, Yeah, right? And I've been in rooms where guys have said that out loud. Can you guys just do this? I don't want to be in this room. Mm-hmm. And not from some newbie, but seasoned people who are just so grieved by what has happened. And because they love the people that either it's happened to or the people that have done it. Listen, diatrophies... Although he's doing these things, there's still a redemptive quality that that lays there in Christ that we can never lose sight of, mm-hmm. that Jesus is always leaving the 99 to get the one. He's always longing for that one that is lost, that lost sheep, that lost coin. He's always the lost, the, the prodigal son. He's always longing to reach that one. Mm-hmm. If we get to the place where we don't believe that anymore, then we've lost the redemptive aspect of the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that we have to be like, okay, well, grace covers it all, and we don't do anything, and we just let it go, because things have to be handled. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that John is doing. That I don't think there's anything in John that wants to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to see this. I don't want right. to deal with this. But I think that when you're in those rooms, you know, you you have... <laughs> You have to be coming from a place of relationship with Jesus to be able to deal with these things. Yeah. Because then you'll you'll either not do anything or you'll do something that's just man-made revenge. Mm. Neither one of those things turns out well. Mm-hmm. You have to have a redemptive nature in it. You know, number two, you you have to have thick enough skin to understand that if you're going to step into something like that and help handle that that you will have accusations thrown back at you that are false, mm-hmm. quite honestly. Absolutely false. Mm-hmm. And that's what John's saying, that Diatrophes, when he was called on the carpet, so to speak, mm-hmm. not we're not beating him down, but when he was called on the carpet, not only did he say no to us, mm-hmm. but he sent nonsensical rubbish mm-hmm. accusations back towards us. And basically, John's saying, look, you can believe what you want, but you know us. Mm-hmm. That's key. We talked about this in the last episode, relationships. Yeah. You know us. And not only do you know us, you know our testimony. Mm-hmm. And because of that, you should know that these things are malicious. Mm-hmm. You should know that these things don't make any sense. You should know that this person is trying to protect themselves mm-hmm. and divert attention away from their own sin. Right by throwing accusations our way. And so as one who's having to navigate all that, you have to realize that some things are going to come back to you that are going to hurt. Mm-hmm. They're going to be very harmful. Um, they're going to be very hard for you to walk through, even in your own mindset, even if you never say anything out loud. You're going to have to deal with it in your mind. Mm-hmm. And as a leader, um, I've had to deal with some very dark moments that weren't necessarily something I did myself, 
uh, weren't even necessarily connected to here. But I've had to deal with certain situations with people that I know and love and churches and all different things that all of a sudden, boom, it comes back. Oh, well, you know, they did this and they did this and they didn't allow this and none of it being true. And not jumping on Facebook that night and going, none of this is true and trying to defend yourself and... Mm -hmm. Put your flag in the ground and defend yourself, but allowing the Lord to be the defender, mm -hmm. and that's hard, man. Yeah. It is hard to do that. Hear me and look at me if you're watching this. It is hard. There's nothing easy about it. Yeah. There's nothing about it that you want. It's everything you don't want. Mm -hmm. But yet... If you can't stand in a position to allow the Lord to be your defender, I would say that you need to check whether he is your Lord. Mm. And I've had to check my own heart with that, of going, man, Lord, I, I can't be silent. Like, this is not true. Mm -hmm. I'm just simply trying to help them. Mm -hmm. And you get every manner of thing thrown back well you're trying to control you're trying to do this you're trying to do this you're trying to do this and it's like no it's like i have no control anyway it's simply i'm trying to walk people through healing and look it doesn't take a rocket scientist to look at sin and go that's sin yeah like if it's counter to this word i don't care if you want to i'm just going to say this i don't care if you call it progressive <laughs> i don't care if you call it enlightenment i don't care what you call it it's sin if it's counter to this word yeah and there are things in this word that are absolutes. There is no gray area. There is no wiggle room. There is no 2023. It's different. Mm -hmm. No, it's not different. Right. It's not different. It's sin. Mm -hmm. And if it's sin and you are under authority and you have willingly gone into that, knowing that, it's not like somebody was trying to sneak behind the door and go, oh, well, ha ha, we got you. No, no, no. This is what it is. Okay, awesome. Man, I want to come up underneath that. I see the character. I see the integrity. I see the holiness. I see the walk. I see the testimony of those lives. Man, I'm going to step underneath that covering. God is our covering, but man, I need a covering of accountability in my life. I'm going to step into that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like, no, I don't want that. Well, why not? Because I'm doing what I want to do. And when you see people beginning to distance themselves from high character, high quality, holy people, I can promise you this. You should never point your finger at the holy people mm. and the people of high integrity, but you should probably look at the source mm -hmm. of which that's coming from. Yeah. And sadly, again, man, I right here, mm -hmm. I'm just going, man, Lord, I don't, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to sign this. I don't want to be a part of this. But in the midst of all that, Dallas, man, I've seen God do some really incredibly redemptive things that, um, you know, right now I, I'm looking at a situation where one year ago it looked like it was over, man. It's over for an entire church, for an entire group of people. It's over, man. It is over. It The smear, the... This community, the way the community sees this, it's it's over. And one year later, 
seeing this redemptive thing blossoming and growing. And in my estimation, it's going to be greater than it ever was before. Mm. The greater the it'll be greater in the latter than it was the former. Mm. And how God is doing it and how God is using the most unlikely people to do it, man. And the people who were who were in a camp of maybe because it's it's it is absolutely it's not reading into this. It's absolute that John is saying there are people who are with diatrophies. Mm -hmm. They're following him. Mm -hmm. You don't do that. Right. You follow what is good. You know our testimony. Don't follow what is evil because there are people who are following this man. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. It's evil. And seeing now a year later in the situation that I've been a part of, people who were kind of following that revenge and hatred and anger and all those things now going, you know what? That was wrong what was done, but I was wrong in my response to it. I repent. Mm. I repent. Yeah. Although what was do, what was happening was wrong, I'm repenting for my response. Man, that's how you know that God is moving. Yeah, yeah. Like when it's something that you don't necessarily have to repent for because you didn't do it, mm -hmm. but your reaction to what was done to you was wrong in the eyes of God and you know it mm -hmm. and you repent of that. Man, it's <laughs> like, okay, sleepless nights, not that not that it makes it okay and and I'm fine and all that and all that, but it does let you see the redemptive aspect of it where you can say, you know what? It was worth it. Yeah. It was worth the sleepless nights. It was worth driving to those places and while I'm driving there, I'm trying to pray, but at the same time, I'm I'm regretting the drive already mm. and going, I don't want to be here. I just I don't I don't want to be here. And I think that can be said of a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And personally, I think for me, you know, I love this place. Um, I know God sent us here. I know God did had so many other things in mind when he when he sent us here. Um, but there have been moments where I have said, this is for somebody else. I don't want it. Mm -hmm. I don't want it. I, I just don't. I can't, I can't go through this, God. I, there's no way I can go through this. Mm -hmm. And there have been several seasons of that. Um, <laughs> but in the midst of all that, you have to look inside and go, that's me. That's not the Lord. You're right. That's me. And you have to own what is yours to own, mm -hmm. whatever role you have in whatever's happening. You own your part. You give others part to the Lord, mm -hmm. and then you take your next step and you do what God has called you to do. Yeah. And so in March, it'll be 15 years. Let's go. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Good stuff. Good stuff. That answer your question? It does. It does answer your question quite well. And again, it's and we didn't get into specifics or anything like no. that because that's not for this. That's no. not for this venue. But it's uh, you handle things delicately with grace, and I appreciate what you said. It's with the hope of redemption. It's the, there's a redemption, of, there's still possibility. We don't know, we don't, we, we don't have documentation of what's going on, but there's still redemption po uh, possibility for diatrophies. John says, he goes, he, he's, he says, I'm going to come, I'm going to talk to him. When I get there, I'm having a face-to-face -face conversation. Yeah. Man to man. Yeah. Why? Because he's following what Jesus taught, which is if your brother sins against you, mm -hmm. you go to him face-to-face. -face. Yeah. If he still sins to, bring in an arbiter. And so he's going to this man face to face. There's yep. opportunity, and it's not to cast somebody out. That's right. People take that verse and like, oh, this is how we get people out. No, 
That's to restore, brother. That's right. Person has done you wrong, and we're trying to restore them. Yep. Not not get a, a confession of guilt, not to get a, oh, you're a terrible individual, but to go, I want you to be healthy. Yeah, not not so the next 20 years of your life you'll go on an apology tour. Yeah. Because of what you did 20 years ago. Exactly. I can't stand that. You know I can't stand that. Mm-hmm. I can't be in rooms where that's happening. Mm-hmm. I just, man, when I see ministers or leaders who may have fallen, you know, morally, or maybe it was something that was small, but they lost a position or whatever, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden the organization or the, the the church or something they're connected to kind of makes them feel like they have to apologize. And it's 15 years later, and they're in a room, and they're like, you know, I feel like I just need to say that, you know, I'm sorry for 15 years ago. I'm just like, what is happening right here? And you can see they're just beat down, mm-hmm. you know, and so there's no arrogance in them, but there's also like, like forced humility on them by someone else. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like they feel like they have to. And I'm just like, nope, you see me do that mm-hmm. in this house. Mm-hmm. I was like, nope, we're not doing this. Right. And people are like, well, you know, you, you had all these officials here and you had all these people who are quote unquote over you. And I'm like, yeah, but this is our house. Mm-hmm. Like I have authority in this house. Right. Not saying that pridefully, but if something is happening that is not the Lord and it's being forced on someone, I'm going to step in and go, nope, we're not doing that here. Right. And I think that's so important. And again, everything we're talking about, guys, it might sound like extremes, but it's a tightrope. It really Mm -hmm. is. It's a tightrope. And so let me throw something to you. We don't normally do this, but I just (laughs) want to do this because you get to ask me questions. So what is one thing you've learned by watching me, and I'm not telling you to elevate yeah, me yeah. or anything like that. I'm just saying you've been able to see me deal with really, really, really difficult things. What are what are some things or maybe one thing that you have learned in that process? Um, one thing, and it's, um, it's I've had to work on how I view people when there is a problem that has to be handled. Um, You've talked. You've taught this for years. So often we are quick to go, well, they're the bad guy. They're the enemy. They're coming against. No, we don't war against flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. They're a son or daughter of the king, and I have to keep that in mind. I have to keep in mind that they need redemption. They need grace. And you've done that. You've walked with people who are like, they've done wrong. They've done some terrible things, but they're still son or daughter. And there still needs, there's still opportunity. As long as breath is drawn out, there's opportunity for redemption. And we have to see them that way so that we can appropriately respond, not react, but respond That's right. to what's taking place to help them grow, to help them move past this moment. Because it's difficult when people do you wrong. You know, I've had people who have, who have said and done things, and I'm just like, I, I would like to take you out back and strangle you right now. <laughs> I'm not a violent person, but I want to. <laughs> but I've had to go, they're a son. Their daughter, yeah, and they're in a moment of flesh. They're in a moment of weakness. Um, they're in a moment where perhaps people have encouraged them to do certain things, and they're just going along with the crowd right now. Yeah, and I have to show them grace, and it sucks right now because I'm taking the brunt of it at the moment. Sure, but God has a purpose for them. Yep, and I have to respect that. Yep, that's good. Good, good. All right, farewell greeting. That's what it says in my header. (laughs) I had many things to write, but I do not wish to write to you with pen and ink. Man, that says so much about John. Mm. Um, But I hope 
to see you shortly, and we shall speak face to face. Peace to you. Our friends greet you. And greet the friends by name. Mm. So here he's wrapping up. And um, we talked about this a little bit last last time when we had been talking about the importance of seeing people face to face. And he got his own perspective. But why is this so important that John goes, I'm going to come to you face to face. I could lay out everything here in this letter. That's right. uh, I jokingly said, this, this was Facebook before Facebook. This, is what, <laughs> yeah, this right. is what it was. He could have easily just blasted him, but he's not. He go, I want to see you face to face, talk to you more. Why is that so important? How do we live that out today for our own lives? Yeah, I, I think we live in such a um, um, evolving uh, cultural uh, situation with communication mm-hmm. these days that in the name of expedience or progress or getting more done that we have forgotten the intimacy and the importance of personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I appreciate, we just did a, a serve team celebration, and I so appreciate that not only did our leaders uh, recognize the people that that they do life with and ministry with um, face-to-face, mm-hmm. but also with a personal handwritten card, yeah. not printed out on a computer, <laughs> copy-paste, but a handwritten card of just expressing some thoughts about them from that leader. Mm-hmm. And that... You know, even a handwritten card, although maybe not face-to-face, it expresses a level of intimacy mm-hmm. of taking the time to put pen to paper, to write it down in today's culture. In that culture, it was, you know, you had so much space, you couldn't just jump on a train, a plane, or a car and just get to them. So the the writing was one thing. But John is saying, you know, listen, I know you're walking through some hard things right now. Because mm-hmm. he'd already said that. Follow what is good, not what is evil. Mm-hmm. Diatrophies is doing these things, and it. And I know it's confusing for you guys, and I know some people are following him, and he's trying to get you to follow him and put him in a place that you don't need to put him. And I know he's kicking people out, and when those he's accountable to come, he's not even allowing them to come into the church. Mm-hmm. Like, I know so I could write all that down, but it's most important that I see you face-to-face so that you see my spirit. Mm-hmm. so that you see my motives. Mm-hmm. When you look into somebody's face and into their eyes, it's really hard to kind of hide your motives. Mm-hmm. And if you have any discernment at all, if you can see somebody face-to-face, mm-hmm. it changes the game. Oh, yeah. If you have any discernment at all, you can discern whether it's genuine or not. Mm-hmm. You know that. Right. And, and so John is saying, listen, the importance of it is, is that I'm coming to do what God has anointed me to do, so you don't have to do it. That's mm-hmm. my impression of this. He's saying as an elder, not only do I want to see you face-to-face, but I want to deal with the situation face-to-face mm-hmm. because you've not been anointed to do that. Mm-hmm. I have. It's my responsibility. Right. And the thing I love about it is what I get from John is I'm not going to put my responsibility on you. It would be easier for me, mm-hmm. and I know that you could handle it, but I don't think you could handle it in your spirit and you're supposed to Mm -hmm. because it's not your responsibility. It's mine. And we say this all the time here. There isn't a caste system where Scott's at the top and somebody's at the bottom or Dallas is here. Somebody's here. We're all level ground, but we all have different responsibilities. And that's the only thing that, that changes within us. We're all in Christ, Mm -hmm. 
but we all have different responsibilities. So mm -hmm. the only difference between me and you is that I just have different responsibilities. Mm -hmm. That's it. You have certain responsibilities that I don't have. I have some that you don't have. Mine carry a little bit more weight sometimes mm -hmm. than, than yours. Right. But that's what has been put on me by mm -hmm. the Lord, and that's the calling that I have. Right. So it's not, it's not for me to go, man, Dallas, you know what? I just don't want to deal with this situation, so I'm going to send you over there to do that. Mm -hmm. I've never done that. Yeah. Ever with you. Um, in and fact, I'm, normally we're asking you, can you please stop taking on certain things? <laughs> Let us help you. <laughs> yeah. And again, that's not, that's my fault too, mm -hmm. for, for wanting to have my hands in everything, not to be, Hey, I'm elevated to this, but just because I, I like to do a diverse amount of things, mm -hmm. but that's where you guys remind me, Hey, I know you can do that, mm -hmm. but I don't think you need to do that. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, um, you know, that responsibility, and I think that's what John is saying. He's mm -hmm. saying, listen, yeah, you could do that, but I'm not going to write all this stuff because if I wrote all of it, you would probably try to handle it yourself. You don't have to do that. Right. I'm going to come. I'm going to talk to diatrophies myself. Mm -hmm. I'm going to see you face-to-face, -face, mm -hmm. right, because I love you, and I've already told you all the awesome things that I've heard about you guys. I get to see you face-to-face. -face. Mm -hmm. And so he's not just saying I get to come and handle this terrible thing or this, this difficult thing. He's saying, oh, and I also get to see you. Yeah. And we get to, I get to express to you what I've just told you in writing. Right. And I'm not going to write the rest of it. Yeah. I'm going to show it to you. There's also something about like being face to face, encouraging somebody, seeing it, it, it can change things, especially when it seems like, because again, this is not 2023. It's not like John's like, hey, I'm going to come over and he's going to jump in a car and just be pop right over. <laughs> right. right. Like it's a journey. It's yep. a thing. He's got to pack days of food. Yep. And, and he's not gonna stop at the local uh, Taco Bell on the route there. That's right. Um, there's intention. I'll never forget uh, during the uh, the time frame of the uh, the global sickness that we had a couple of years ago. Uh, at the start of it, when the lockdowns first took place, you went out of your way to drive around town to go see people in church. You know, you said you. We were safe, weren't breaking any laws or any rules. <laughs> you were you're at the street, hogdorn, hey, you and boss lady, just encouraging it. I remember my mom saying that that meant a lot to her that you would be willing to go do that. Just going out of your way just to go say hey and to encourage people, that meant a lot to her. And it means something to people like that. You and I here in a little bit, there's a family in our church that's sick. The whole family's been been feeling it for weeks. And you and I, we're going to go take some, some cookies and some cards, and we're just going to bless them. We're going to stay back because they're – you know, they got something, you know, if the Lord leads, we may lay our hands on them, but you know, that's how it's going to be. Why? Because it's important. That's right. People need to need that, that face to face. They need to see that because it tells them we genuinely care about you. It's not just a text message. It's not just a letter. Uh, made a joke last night, you know, communicate with my team differently. They're used to text messages. <laughs> that They're was funny. Physical that media. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> the media team. <laughs> physical media. You're not used to that. Yeah. But it is important. Well, there's another layer to that, too, that the family that we're going to uh, visit is they serve, and they're part of our serve team, and mm -hmm. we had this serve team celebration, and because of sickness, like key moments that were happening in the healing place, they've missed mm -hmm. because of sickness, and it had just become a discouragement, and even the text message I got, it was like, this stinks. Mm-hmm. Because we're missing unmissable moments mm. at THP. Yeah. And you could just hear it in the text. With everything that's within us, we don't want to miss. Mm -hmm. And it's like, 
that's different than somebody saying, oh, whether I'm there or not, it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's a different deal, man. And and one thing I will say about text messaging and things of that nature, although you're communicating, you're still not breaking the isolation. Mm-hmm. I think that's the that's the deceptive trick mm-hmm. of the communication that we have today is that we think the communication itself is removing the isolation. Mm-hmm. And it's not. Mm-hmm. I texted somebody today that I've not seen in several weeks, and I know that they've isolated themselves, not because of sickness, but just because of emotional, walking through some emotional things. And there have been text messages to this person, but it has not removed the isolation. Mm-hmm. But if there's a face-to-face, mm-hmm. that removes the isolation. I think we get a good glimpse of that in the garden with Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. Where are you? God says, where are you? Yeah. Why are you isolating yourselves? Why are you hiding? Mm. Where are you? What does he say to Elijah in the cave? What are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm the only one. No, you're not. <laughs> and the reason why you don't know that is because you've isolated yourself. Exactly. <laughs> no human interaction. You don't know that there are thousands who are serving me and going after me, but you don't know it because you've isolated yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I think with a text message or a Facebook messenger or Insta, whatever it is, we still haven't eliminated isolation. Mm-hmm. And I think that we follow the, the example of Jesus. Jesus reached out to the, isolate, the isolated. The leper, they were isolated. Woman with the issue of blood, isolated. Yeah, You know, all these people, even Zacchaeus, the little dude in the tree, like <laughs> even his demeanor and his demure, his, his, his size had isolated him. Because mm-hmm. anything in those days that was considered a disability or something like that would isolate you. Mm-hmm. wasn't just a disease, but anything physical, anything like that would isolate you in that culture. And Jesus was always extending himself to those people to break that isolation, even the demoniac. Mm. Although filled with spirits, the guy was isolated in a cave, cutting himself, screaming and wailing, and he comes to Jesus, and Jesus doesn't say, go back to the cave because you're evil. Mm -hmm. He says, what do you want from me? Mm. He just breaks the isolation. Mm -hmm. And I think that, Man, one thing I love about, listen, 14 verses, guys. (laughs) And we are gleaning all of this about relationships from 14 verses, Mm -hmm. that that this leader was like, man, there are hard things going on, but, man, I see what you're doing, and I hear, and I've raised you up in the faith, and I am so proud of you, and it's so awesome. And, hey, I know this situation's going on, and it's hard. And, listen, you can't deal with that yourself but I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to, and I've heard about it. I know what's going on. Here's why he's doing it, but don't imitate that. You mm-hmm. do what's good. Don't do what's evil. Don't get caught up in all that stuff. I could write all of it to you of how to do it, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to come face to face. And what a comfort, man, Yeah. to somebody that, golly, man, I'm not on an island, and I'm not going to have to deal with this myself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like somebody's going to help me. Yeah. And they're going to make the load lighter for me. Mm. And to me, um, you know, if the worst thing that's said about me when I die is that, man, you know what? That dude, although he didn't want to, he dealt with the hard things. Um, And it made it a bit easier for me. I'm like, cool. Mm. 
That's great, man. Perfect. He loved Jesus, and he made things a little bit lighter. Yeah. Oh, man, that's, yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. Good stuff. Well, I think we've said about all we can about this, uh, about Third John. Want to hear from you guys, though. That was maybe one of the most transparent we've had in a while. In a while. Yeah. In a while. You've had a couple. I've gotten feedback from folks over the years, over the last, over the last year, like, man, this is deep. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know we're going line by line in theology, and we're keeping everything in context, but we also don't want to lose personal nature of it because if if the word of god is not speaking to you and you can't use the word of god it's not the word of god right it's not living and powerful Mm -hmm. and sharper than any two-edged sword a level of again we talk about what does it mean to what does it mean in context and how does it apply to our lives that it gets personal yep it's a personal thing yep good stuff so here from you guys reach out to us uh midweek move on facebook and also uh media hub at thbstreport.com hey before we go off Next couple of weeks, we're dealing with what? We're talking about Jude. Jude, and then we are—are we off? We're taking a—we're taking a break, a small. The last Wednesday of the month of December, correct? Correct. And then we're coming maybe with a new look. Yeah. In the new year, possibly a new look. We're working through that. So if you uh, if you're creative and you want to, don't do it, man. (laughs) Don't don't announce it publicly, Pastor. (laughs) Well, I just did. So if you want to help us build a new set. Give me a shout. <laughs> a round table. Round table. Hey, if we're yeah. putting it out there, we, we need a big round table that can possibly be put together so we can get it in this room. But we need a big round table. We want to be able to sit up in that round table, and uh, it'll just make it a, a, a more of a viewing pleasure, but also uh, those that we have, and we can have more people in that setting. Yep. True story. So... Guys, join us next time when we say, hey, Jude. Until next time, have a great week. (laughs) 